0: Welcome to this episode, my queens. This is the very first interview that I am doing on the podcast. And it is with such an incredible woman, Rosie Rees. If you don't know her already, you are about to get to know her in this episode. She is a seven-figure businesswoman and she built this incredible business from the ground up and you are just about to hear all about that in this interview. Just before we dive into the podcast episode though, I wanted to let you know a little update and that is that I'm going to be running a money course again very soon. I haven't run my online money course for quite a while now. I cannot wait to share it with you. If you've been following me for a while, you'll know that my money work is powerful. And if you want to shift and up level your relationship to money, your mindset, your practical skills, handling your money, managing it, then this is the course that you want to do. I'm literally just so excited to share it with you. It will be coming out in a few weeks. I'm going to be running a free class as well in a couple of weeks that I'll be inviting you all to. If you want to make sure you absolutely hear about it and do not miss it, then I have a link in the show notes to sign up for the waitlist, And that way you'll definitely be notified as soon as this baby launches. And who knows, you might even just get a little waitlist bonus. All right, let's get into this episode episode with Rosie Rees Hello Rosie and welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have this conversation with you as I was sharing just before we hit record um, and to share you and your amazing business journey and journey um, with your sexuality with my listeners. So welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I love that you are blending business with sex and I think this is a conversation that I don't usually have with many podcasters so I'm I'm really excited to delve in.
0: Yes. Awesome. So, for those of you that don't already know Rosie, Rosie Rees is the founder of Yoni Pleasure Palace. If you don't already know it, go check it out and creator of women's nude yoga, Naked Awakening. As a leading sex and relationship coach, Rosie loves to inspire women and couples to tap into their sensuality and erotic power. Rosie lives in Perth, Western Australia, and loves speaking at exhibitions and conventions around the world about the power of connecting to your yoni, which for those of you that don't know, Yoni is the Sanskrit word for a pussy or a vagina. Rosie created the viral stories hashtag sensual eating and is a loud and proud LGBTQ advocate on her personal Instagrams at Rosie Breeze and at 2 Mum Tribe. But not only do you have that viral hashtag, the viral hashtag of yours that I've been seeing lately is hashtag stop sucking it in. So just before we actually jump into, The episode. Do you want to share with us a bit about that? Because I think that's just so amazing and such an empowering movement.
1: Oh, absolutely. I realized at the start of this year that I'd actually been sucking in my tummy since I was about seven years old. And I vividly remember in primary school comparing myself to all the other girls who were skinnier than me and thinking that they were better. And when I realized I was sucking in my belly all the time, and it was interesting figuring out like, wow, okay, I suck it in when I go to the beach. I suck it in when I walk down the street. I suck it in when I'm sitting in the car or like even just sitting on the couch. I couldn't believe how often and how regularly I was sucking in my belly. And when I stopped, I felt this like, oh my God, it felt like feminism. It felt like uh, reclaiming my body, reclaiming my belly. And like, I was doing it, to please others or for the male gaze or for some reason. You know, we've been told from little girls, like a lot of people have been told by their mother or father or sister or um, even grandparents or dance teachers, you know, stand up straight, uh, roll your shoulders back, belly in, suck your belly in, and then you're, you're more attractive basically. And I just, I don't agree with that. I really don't. And there's so many different things that can happen to, you know, on a physiological level. When we do suck in our bellies, for example, if you try and suck it in right now, try to take a deep breath. It's virtually impossible to take a deep breath when you're sucking in your belly. So sucking in your tummy is creating this shallow breathing in your upper lungs, which can lead to more cortisol in your body. It can lead to more stress and anxiety and lots of other things. But on the other, you know, the opposite side of things, when you suck in your tummy all the time, you are constantly clenching unconsciously in your vagina. Your vagina, your pelvic floor muscles are constantly engaged and contracted when you're sucking in your tummy. And so many women, in fact, about 80 to 90% of women who go to a pelvic floor physio go because, not because they have a weak pelvic floor, but because their pelvic floor is overactive and too strong, too tight. And I've even had women who've messaged me saying, hey, Rosie, I've stopped sucking it in this year after your viral stories and would you believe I don't need to go to my pelvic floor physio anymore and would you believe that I'm having better sex and all these other things have changed in my life. So it's actually a bit of a ripple effect that can happen when you stop sucking it in. And don't get me wrong, it's still important to engage your core when you're lifting heavy things and going to yoga or going to to the gym but it's just not doing it all the time.
0: I think that's so powerful and so powerful to understand where it's coming from, that makes you even do that, and then also the impacts that's having you know it affects so much of your physiology as you just explaining, yeah, I mean, if you are a woman in this day and age, and you didn't get serious messages around trying to look as slim as possible or needing to look as slim as possible, then you are an extremely lucky person because, yeah, I know I got all that messaging and I would always like tense my stomach muscles to make my stomach look as flat as possible.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know anyone who hasn't been brought up with that. If you did, you've grown up under a rock and good for you.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yes, totally. All right. Well, let's get into uh, what I really want to talk about in this episode, which is uh, your business journey. I would love to hear about that. I think my listeners would be so interested to know because you've now built you know, such a successful global brand and So authentically and also in an area that's so taboo still in the mainstream. So many things about it that I absolutely love. But to start with what I really love to hear, and I'm assuming this kind of rolls into your business journey is a bit about your sexual awakening journey. So how did you, how did you even come to come across, you know, the, the, Information, tools, or resources that sparked that journey for you? And then, you know, how did that unfold for you?
1: Yeah, I guess it was a culmination of things. After going through a really toxic, unhealthy relationship, I ended that relationship and embarked on a, a quite a spiritual journey going into yoga. You, yoga is usually almost like that first step into sexuality. And for me, I went to India and did my yoga teacher training. And then I ended up back in Bali doing another kundalini yoga teacher training. And while I was in Bali, I saw this thing pop up on Facebook and it was like this jade egg awakening workshop or something like that. And I was like, I've always heard about this jade egg. I don't understand it. I don't understand like. Why do you wear it inside you? It didn't make sense to me. It wasn't a vibrator. Therefore, it didn't make sense to me. And so I went to this workshop and it was in the rainforest and it was with about 15 other women. And we literally all, we all got this beautiful little jade egg and we spent about four or five hours massaging our body, doing yoga, breath work, all these feminine practices that I'd never done before. And to be honest, it was way out of my comfort zone. And at the end of the workshop, we ended up putting the egg inside of our body and doing some beautiful practices. And it was, in, it was actually in that moment where I felt like this wave of healing, of reclamation, so really ta- almost taking back my yoni for me, for myself. Like I'd always thought my yoni was for other people's pleasure and for validation and for orgasm and to give other people, you know, sex and whatever. And it was never mine. It never really felt like mine. And when I put that yoni egg in for the first time, it felt like really the first time that I'd actually connected to myself in a sacred way in that in that area of my body. And to be honest, Alex, the, the rest is history. Like literally from that day, I gave up my vibrator. I stopped sleeping around with men who didn't honor me. I was, you know, really attracting odd kind of sorts of men who would just not really, you know, fill me up in in ways that I needed. Um, In fact, I I started to fill myself up really with self-love and with sacred sexuality. And then when I got home after the yoga teacher training, I just started naturally talking about it. And this is back in 2014. No one really knew much about yoni eggs. I mean, there were certain women, if they followed Kiminami or like, um, I don't know who else at the time was talking about it. But yeah, I just started yapping on about it and um, I started to source jade eggs and I realized that oh my God, there's so many different kinds of jade and different quality of jade. And I thought, okay, if I'm going to go into this, I really want to do it the right way. So, I ended up finding um, a supplier who so- sourced really high-quality, pristine, ethical crystals. And from there, I started with selling one jade egg. And then it's, you know, obviously, there's like almost a 100 different products now on Yoni Pleasure Palace. But it really started with me connecting so deeply with my own sexuality that I got to the point where I couldn't not share what I'd learned and what my experience had been. I just wanted more women to feel that.
0: Yes, I felt a really similar thing when I first started doing sexuality work. Like, oh my gosh, more people have to know about this. Like, how, how do I, how have I not learned this? How has this perspective on my sexuality, my body, my pleasure, my yoni never been presented to me? And, you know, it's such a topic that so many people just never talk about. Yeah, I can really relate to that. And I, There's just two things that you said there that I really want to highlight because I think they're so powerful. And first thing was reclaiming your pussy for yourself. Mm. It sounds so simple, but it's just not the way most of us are operating you know, from the way we've been brought up, from all the messages we get about sex. So I love that. And I think that's so powerful. And then the other thing was filling yourself up, you know, reclaiming, reclaiming your sexuality for yourself, and then actually filling yourself up with it and not being relating to, oh, my sexuality is only activated when there's a man there, you know, and he's desiring me, which is just kind of like this unconscious dynamic, a lot of women find themselves in. I really love that. So, you started talking to everyone about it and selling jade eggs. Actually, can you just tell us really briefly exactly what a jade egg is first before we continue? Mm,
1: A jade egg is an egg-shaped crystal made of jade. They can also be made of rose quartz, black obsidian, red carnelian, amethyst, clear quartz. We sell glass eggs as well. So, people who don't maybe want to use crystal inside them and, yeah, they're, they're designed to act as a Kegel weight, so a pelvic floor weight that you wear for short periods of time. It's not encouraged to use it for longer than, say, 12 hours or even six hours. I would say use it for 30 minutes, three times a week, and you'll start to notice a difference in your pelvic floor toning, um, your bladder control, your wetness or dryness. You'll definitely notice you'll be wetter. Like I have a lot of women who actually enjoy you using their egg wearing it, Throughout the night. So they'll put it in just before bed and then they'll take it out when they wake up. And they say they wake up either having an orgasm, would you believe, or just being so dripping wet, which is fantastic for women who hit menopause and everything tends to go a bit more drier down there. Or if you're on certain medication, it's like the actual lubrication is incredible when you start to use a, a weight internally because basically there's this influx of fresh blood flow to your pelvic bowl and your yoni is kind of thinking, oh, there's something inside, you know, and and so there is more blood flow, which means there's more lubrication going to that area.
0: So that's like a positive little symptom that can happen. I think that's really good actually pointing that out because again, you know, it's just sexuality is just an under-talked about topic. A lot of people think, oh yeah, I've got to menopause. That means, you know, I just have to deal with not having as much lubrication or I'm on this medication. It just means I have to deal with that when it absolutely doesn't. Totally. Um, And it's such a cultural myth.
1: It is. It is. And it's really sad. Like I know a lot of women in their 60s and 70s, like my cleaner, for example, she she knows what I do for a living (laughs) because she cleans my house and she sees like the dildos, you know precariously placed all around the place like I just love having them because they're actually really beautiful pieces of art and every time I speak about it she's like oh no it's too late for me i'm done that's it like it's she's let herself go in in her sexual realm it's it's done you know she's hit a certain age and then that's what i think is really sad a lot of women hit menopause and actually they can have like this reboost you know of energy it doesn't have to be what the media has sort of painted it out to be like, you know, women already go through so much in their life, you know, through menstruation and then menopause. Like it's, we, we get to choose like, yes, our body body has certain things that happens in menopause, but we get to choose what kind of experience it is. And I don't want women to feel like once they get to a certain age, that's them done for. Like, you, and, and, and using the yonia can be a really beautiful way to reconnect and plug back into your sexual power without it being like a phallic dildo or needing a partner. Like It's just a really beautiful way to touch yourself and feel yourself again.
0: Yes. So the next thing that I really want to know about is whether you saw or you notice any correlation between your creativity, getting in touch with a vision for what you wanted to do with your life or work wise from doing sexuality practices?
1: A hundred percent. So I was, before I was the founder of Yoni Pleasure Palace and Naked Awakening, I was a finance recruiter in Sydney, climbing the corporate ladder, hustling hard for not much return, actually. I mean, the bonuses were okay, but I was working my butt off and I had my sexual energy was so dull, and um, I, I didn't, I didn't even really have any. And when I started to work with the yoni egg, and I really parked my, I would call it a masturbation practice. I wouldn't say it was self pleasure for me. Self pleasure just is such an all encompassing experience, whereas masturbation is quite goal focused and just genital focused. And definitely, when I started to self pleasure in a way that wasn't goal-oriented for an orgasm. It was to really feel my my whole body and, you know, like experience pleasure in all forms, the most interesting things started to happen, like in terms of people I would attract into my life and moments I would have on my yoga mat. So when I when I came home from Bali with having had this experience with the Jade Egg, I started to just do my yoga practice naked on my yoga mat. And I vividly remember sitting on the yoga mat after having, I probably just had an amazing orgasm as well, and thinking to myself, like just having almost like these creative downloads. That's the only way I can explain it is like I was so present. So it's not just sexuality I because I was really reconnecting my to my sexuality. I was reconnecting to my spirituality. So it was both. And I was so, I guess – still and connected that I could hear this higher self voice saying it's almost like future Rosie came to me and said you know whisper it It was a it was a whisper it wasn't like this loud noise And, and you have to be quite still and present and aware to hear these little messages and she just said you need to teach naked yoga for women you know, cause there's so much healing. That's it. Like I was doing my own naked yoga practice and you need to share the yoni egg practice and then this self pleasure practice that you're doing. And so I just listened. Like that's literally what happened. I just listened to this, this creative voice that I'd never really heard before. To be honest, I didn't, I didn't actually think I was even creative. Like I thought creative was like an artist, but all this creative juice just started flooding into me. And that's when I birthed, like within the same sort of three month period, Naked Awakening or Nude Yoga practice um, workshop and Yoni Pleasure Palace. And so, and they've both been inc- wildly successful. Like Yoni Pleasure Palace is a seven figure business now. I employ 10 different people all over Australia. Um, oh, actually globally. Um, it's a huge. It's an empire, you know, and it's, it's helping so many people. I'm so glad I listened to my pussy, but also listened to my higher self. She's, she's always guiding.
0: Yes. So can you tell us what were those first couple of years like in Yoni Pleasure Palace and Naked Awakening? You know, were they challenging? Were there times where it felt like it wasn't going anywhere? Or, you know, did you just keep following the intuitive hits and the kept flowing? Can you tell us a bit about that? Yoni
1: Pleasure Palace at the time was just Rosie Reese. Um, I ended up, I think about a year after launching the online shop, I created Yoni Pleasure Palace. I think it's important to have a sister brand because not everyone's gonna resonate with Rosie, you know? And having a, a brand that isn't a name, I felt was important for the direction of my business. And I'm so glad I did that at the time. And particularly the logo and the mandala and everything that represents Yoni Pleasure Palace. It's it's sacred, it's feminine, it's sensual, it's beautiful. At the time, it was so funny. I because I had I was a blogger. I was a relationship blogger. Like that's what I love to do. I wanted to write and I wanted to coach. That was it. I didn't actually go into this business wanting to be a product based business. Like it's so funny. Today I actually had a a meeting with a branding and packaging company uh like graphic design company and we're taking it to retail we're taking it to Priceline. we're taking it to adult shop you know so we're we're at that level now where it's it's it is a a pretty crazy big product-based business and that's absolutely not what i got into it for it's it's funny how you you know you get into something um with one intention and and it just evolves and so you never really know what's going to happen and i'm definitely not not mad about it um But yeah, at the time I had a book, I had like this little notepad and we used to write in one times Rose Quartz, egg. Here's the name, here's the tracking number. And it was so manual and I'd get maybe like one order one week and then maybe two or three the next week. But it was actually really constant. And I remember I went on a nude yoga tour all over Australia for like six weeks or longer. And I just left the business at home like I just didn't even, I was like, oh, I'll just ship the products when I get home, you know, in two months' time. And I just, and I realized when I got home, I can't do that. I actually can't leave my baby. I can't leave this because it was growing. And I remember getting a few emails going, where's my product? <laughs> so I realized then and there, like, okay, I need to actually build a structure around this. And to be honest, I've only really built the structure and the framework and the team in the past, I'm going to say, two years Um it was about two years ago that I hired my first well, three years ago. I hired a PA and then about two years ago I hired a retail manager. And, yeah, it's, it's now it's at that point where I need lots of help to manage it. And I'm not very good at like admin or invoicing. And so, you know, you've really got to remember and know what your strengths are and be okay to delegate.
0: You know, I have, I'm in a couple of group programs, you know, that are based – from all over the world, and there has been a number of times. So, particularly in these two sexuality ones, where I would say there's not a large percentage of Australian people in them, people have asked for recommendations on, you know, crystal wands or you know various kind of sex toys that are, to help with a more sacred. Uh, Self pleasure practice, and every time there's been multiple people that put your only pleasure palace. Go check out your only pleasure palace. So yeah, it's truly everywhere, and I I feel like there's also nothing else like it. Well, not I just feel I don't think there is nothing else like it that's selling the range of products that you've got that are all just you know so beautifully intentional to support people, anyone that's wanting to reconnect with their body and their sexuality in a really intentional way.
1: Thank you. And I think you're right. There's What I love about Yoni Pleasure Palace is it's not just a company selling products. Like We have nearly 20,000 women in the Facebook group alone. It's a community. I'm really passionate about offering education with the products. And that's why I have the Golden Yoni membership. And just also just being on podcasts and speaking about it. Um, a lot of owners of brands don't really, really do that, particularly in the sex toy industry. Um, it's very disconnected. You don't kind of don't know who's behind it. You know, I touch everything. I design the products. I choose the material for the pouches. I'm like all over it. And I think that's really important, but it's the education piece that I'm most passionate about because, you know, unfortunately as little girls, we aren't given the sex ed that we really, really need.
0: Yeah, totally. I think, I think that's part of what makes it so powerful as well. So, I would love to know then, you started selling these products off your website, your personal brand, you were doing coaching as well. How did you transition to going full-time in your business? Did you just kind of take the leap right at the start of that or was it a couple of years in? How did that happen?
1: I'm trying to remember I you know what so I before being a recruiter I was a waitress I waitressed in London and Brisbane all over the place um, and, and throughout uni I was always a waitress and so I when I moved to Perth I was waitressing at a cafe and you know I'd wait and maybe waitress two days a week and then on the other days I'd package and go to the post office I don't know how many times I've been to a post office, but it was very manual. You know, I'd write all the addresses down. Like it was very, very manual process. And then I remember because I'm not a very good waitress, by the way, <laughs> I remembered I got, I got fired. Basically, they just stopped giving me shifts because I just was so passionate about my brand and my business that I would be up and like daydreaming in like, I'd need, and it was a very, very busy cafe on the beach. Um, and they probably needed someone a bit more present, but I was just so excited about my business that I would just, you know, I just wasn't into it. So they stopped giving me shifts and then I realized I don't even need that money to pay my rent anymore. I'm, I'm okay. And at the time I was supporting, financially supporting my boyfriend. And so I supported him financially for two years basically with this business. So I only started making money from the business in 2000 and 17, I would say. So before that, it was really just the money was just going back into the business Um, and uh, like supporting a boyfriend and also just living. But, yeah, I think it's really important to note not to just jump and trust that your business will hold you. You, And this is something that I think it was um, Big Magic, the author of Big Magic said in her book, you know, don't put pressure on your creative vocation to make you money. As soon as you do that, and I think she only quit her job, I think she was a waitress as well, and she only quit her job when her book had sold a million copies, um, Eat, Pray, Love. And so it's important to never put pressure on your what you do. Like make sure your living expenses are always covered um, before you jump into something because it's, yeah, it can be stressful if you you're trying to, you know, put pressure on yourself to fill up your workshops or fill up your coaching schedule. Like you need to make sure all the other things are covered
0: first. I absolutely second that. And yeah, Elizabeth Gilbert. Uh, Thank you. Red okay. Big Magic as well, <laughs> where she talks about that. Um, And she talks about, so what's going to be your shit sandwich? Like what are you willing to do to do what you love as well? And, you know, waitressing for her, she was willing to do that even if it was going to be for the rest of her life so that she could write. And I also, I've experienced firsthand, you know, when I first started my first coaching business, helping women with sexuality stuff, mine's a bit of a different journey of how it all unfolded, but I came to be relying on it for income and it totally crushed it. I I just got completely burnt out because it then just changes the whole dynamic and so i am such a firm believer in supporting yourself supporting your vision supporting your dream until it supports you in which case you know then it does make sense to make that transition but then you'll never get into that needy desperation dynamic with it or you know, i mean anything can happen in the future but you are you're taking care of yourself so that, you know, you can fuel your vision.
1: Exactly. And I was more than happy to waitress and serve people coffees for two years while I built my business. In fact, having a job that's less stressful and less pressure, something that you can literally leave behind is the if you're trying to build a business, have a job that is just something you can leave behind at the end of the day. It's, you're not going to stress about it um when you go home because i'm so grateful i had all this time and energy to be putting into my business as soon as i got home
0: totally i also really agree with that and i think a lot of people get really stuck because there's this kind of ego identity around what you're doing and so you want to feel like you've got something that you can say to your friends and family that you're doing that's not waitressing maybe um when you know taking a job that you can do part-time and that's more of a no-brainer thing, as you just said, you can walk away from it, have the majority of your energy, your creative energy, your mental power to put towards your vision is actually quite a good way to go about it.
1: Absolutely. Because before I was waitressing, I was in recruitment, like I said, and I was working 7 a.m. till 6 p.m., and then I'd get home and do a coaching call or I was doing one-on-one yoga clients. And by the end of the week, I was exhausted. And because there's so much mind power going into the recruitment process. And so, yeah, I, I, I actually really loved doing a job that, you I know, mean, I didn't care if people, what people thought if I was a waitress or not, but like I have a lot of friends who do cleaning up on the mines. You know, there's lots of jobs that you can do that don't need your investment in your time and energy. Um, but just that pays the bills and puts food on the table. So, you can build your empire on the side. That's literally what I did.
0: Yes, amazing. And so, how did you grow, especially like in those first couple of years? What did you do to just, you know, grow and generate more business and more awareness around you and what you were offering?
1: Well, to be honest, Alex, we, we've we never paid for a cent of advertising. Um, we've grown Yoni Pleasure Palace completely organically from the ground up because it's a sexuality business therefore we can't we literally can't so I mean I don't know how many times I've been hit back um, just attempting a Facebook ad or something like that and it's just been impossible so we've really like I said the education piece so I've always been very passionate about writing blogs and doing videos and having a membership and doing online courses so that aspect of Um, offering that with the products but also the customers like word of mouth and customers are basically selling our products for us because they receive it they do a beautiful unboxing you know we package all our products so beautifully and it's always sent from from love like with a lot of love and they open it and they share it and tag us on the social media so it's really grown very organically Uh, it's we, we even tried influencers last year paying influencers and it just didn't work because you know we we prefer people who ha- are having an authentic experience rather than me paying $5000 to some woman over in the UK to talk about it where when she hasn't really had that experience i realize well no actually it's women with 500 followers or mums with 10000 followers who you know, just share authentically on their social media and how it's had an impact on their life and why they love our squirt blanket for not only, you know, sex and self pleasure, but also their their baby, you know, having nappy free time. Like it's those kind that's what I love. We don't care about people with a lot of followers sharing our stuff. It's like actually just everyday normal women sharing their experience and how like, oh, I use my yoni egg and I don't wee when I sneeze anymore. Or I use the sacred squirter and I squirted for the first time. I, we just love hearing those kinds of stories. And that's what's really grown our business is the people.
0: That's so, so wonderful to hear when, yeah, that's just, you know, these ridiculous like Facebook ad guidelines that n- nothing sexuality related can be promoted. I even just saw someone had taken down this picture on Instagram I saw it today that it wasn't it just had like a sex toy in it like it wasn't even sexual it really looking Mm. like the illustration and I just thought oh my god I just I just can't believe it story of my life um but I wanted yes I can imagine I wanted to ask next what has been the biggest challenge for you in your entrepreneurial path and growing your business, like either kind of business-wise or just personally on that path?
1: I guess you start a business with the hope and dream that, you know, you won't have to work as much, right? And working, like I said, seven till six daily was a lot. But you know what? I do that now. Um, But it's because I'm so passionate and it's my baby. And I think for me, my, my challenge, I'm not going to say my struggle, but my challenge has been prioritizing me, prioritizing my self care, prioritizing my feminine energy. So I get very excited and, and very do, 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 you know, go, go, go with my masculine kind of um, Leo fire, you know? And I think for me, it's about like this weekend, I'm going to a yoga retreat. So I, I try to now balance it out with, Yes, I'm full steam ahead in creating and, you know, I I think I'm always switched on in a way in, okay, I want to design this product and I want to launch this online course and I want to add this to my membership. And so, when you own your own business and you're an entrepreneur, it's very hard to switch off. When it's something you are so in love with and passionate about, you don't want to switch off. But what I'm learning is I actually have to. And so, like this weekend, I've got a four-day yoga retreat and that's something just for me, I'm switching off my phone. And that's, you know, that's important to recharge your batteries and fill up your cup, because that's what I teach. So I think it's just always coming back to alignment and making sure you're coming back to yourself and taking time for yourself.
0: Yeah, I love it. I think that's something so many of us that have our own businesses struggle with. So yeah, I think that's really important.
1: So yeah, switch off your phone, turn, you know, turn off your laptop and just Like, do whatever it takes to slow down. And uh, it's actually in those moments where you're going for a walk or you go to the beach or you do something just for yourself, you actually start to recharge your batteries and you get more inspiration. So, it's actually in your best interest to go and just do nothing or like go out into nature or hang out with some friends. So, as you can start to, you know, bring more um, freshness to your business.
0: I absolutely agree with that. I get all my ideas and creative downloads in the bath or walking on the beach doing something where you've created that stillness, that, that void for new things to come in. Okay. Totally agree. What advice would you give yourself if you could give yourself one piece of advice back at the start of your business journey?
1: I would ask for more help. I did it all on my own and although I I booked in for uh, business coaching from time to time with different experts in the field, I I didn't do that enough and every time I've booked a business coaching session with a, a mentor, it has just teleported the business to a next level. So I think looking back, I wish I'd given myself a little bit more um Budget for mentorship and also just asking for more help and not needing to do it all on my own. I burnt myself out twice Um, when I first launched the business. I was packaging constantly and my hands were starting to hurt. And and also, when you're doing things that are not in your zone of genius, you get burnt out quicker because all my creative energy got sort of sucked out of me because I was in in the everyday functioning of your own pleasure palace and I started to resent it. So I think it's really important to do what you do best and delegate. Although at the time I probably couldn't afford to delegate, I probably I I definitely could have put a little bit of budget aside for just having a helper come in and assist me to take off that kind of brunt. So yeah, definitely reaching out and asking for more help.
0: I love that. And for my final question, I want to know what product from the Yoni Pleasure Palace do you use the most often? Definitely the
1: Sacred Sweater. <laughs> that is my favourite. It's not everyone's cup of tea though, Alex, because it is bumpy and it's ridged and it's curved and it's a bit intense. The, when I first started using um, crystal or glass toys, I used the straight, um, the rosy it's called. It's just straight and quite thick. Um, it's a traditional pleasure wand. And I remember thinking, why would I want to use anything curved? I didn't even know about my G-spot. It wasn't until I really got deeper into this whole world of sexuality that I realized, okay, we have a G-spot, we have the cervix, we have A-spot, P-spot. And then because I remember using a curved toy and I did not like it at all. And I literally, I didn't sell them. I didn't like them. And then when I discovered my G-spot, I think it was in a a yoni massage um, session, I realized, okay, I actually, I I get why it needs to be curved. So now, yeah, I pretty much purely just use the sacred squirter. I do like to try and dabble with like the pussy paddle and the cervix serpent and a few other ones, but yeah, that would definitely be my favorite.
0: Yes. Amazing. So many amazing products that you have over at the Yoni Pleasure Palace. So to wrap up, um, you have a couple of things. So actually just on the on the topic of G-Spot and um, the sacred squirter. So you have Squirt School. Can you tell us a bit about Squirt School?
1: Yes, Squirt School is an online course. It's coming out next Monday. So by the time this is released, it will be out there. And it is four modules um, teaching all about the anatomy, uh, teaching you the technique, the tools, the blockages that we might have, the preparation. It's actually showing you real-life demonstration on a real-life woman how you squirt with yourself and with a partner. I've also got four interviews, guest interviews in there, one with Nikki Goldstein, who is Australia's leading sexologist. She's always on Channel 9 and Channel 7 doing the rounds on the, um, you know, when people ask sexuality questions. So she's an amazing therapist, um, but also, you know, just she sells the Only Pleasure Palace products now too, which is exciting. Um, we also have Ada Lucy in there and Laura Elizabeth, who are experts on the G-Spot and the G-Zone. And yeah, there's just so, oh my God, there's so many amazing um, tutorials and meditations. I've got a G-Spot meditation in there. Um, And also, I have a compilation video of almost 10 women um, sharing about one to two minutes on how they squirt. So, I think it's really important to remember that we all have different experiences when it comes to orgasm. And just because I do it this way doesn't mean every woman will do it that way. So I wanted to get real life women come in and share their stories, um which is super powerful because you get to take little bits and pieces from you know the women's sharings and the women's stories. And I also share sensual embodiment transmission. So different women have sent in basically how they self-pleasure, just with clothes on, or how they prepare themselves for self-pleasure because it's not just all about going straight to your clitoris or to your G-spot and pleasuring yourself. It's like incorporating your whole body into the pleasure practice.
0: Definitely. That sounds so powerful. (laughs) So can people just sign up for that and get all the content or is is it only available during certain periods of time? Yeah, no, it is a evergreen course. So,
1: you can sign up for it whenever. Obviously, there will be an early bird uh, special price, uh, but you can go to youronlypleasurepals.com and it will be on there. It will also be on rosyreese.com. And it's all through Teachable. So, all the videos are in the portal and you get access to them. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's going to be an amazing, uh, like I guess, a wealth of information for people to listen to and to watch and to experience themselves
0: well i would definitely recommend that everyone do that mm-hmm. and experience the magic not just of squirting but of just just the most insane wild pleasure that's available to you in those zones and um And in doing a self-pleasure practice where you do what you're saying, you warm up everything first, you know, before you even go there. So I just think that sounds like the most incredible resource. Mm,
1: And it's something that we haven't really been taught to do. It's not like our mothers pass down rituals to us, to you know, to show us how to seduce ourselves basically and how to pleasure ourselves without – because we all talk about, oh, when are we going to lose our virginity and who's going to do it? And it's like, what if we could give this to ourselves? What if we learn as girls to do this to ourselves? I think that's, that's where it can really ripple out and, and change lives.
0: Yes, totally. And, and then change the whole landscape of um, early sexual experiences would have such a huge impact. So, you've got Squirt School. You've also got the Golden Yoni membership, which I've done a bonus class in and I know is Absolutely delicious. So, do you want to just share with us a bit of a snippet about that membership?
1: Yeah, the Golden Yoni is a membership. So, you pay $40 a month and you can start it and stop it whenever you want. So, there's no locking contract, which I think is nice for people who just want to dabble and like dip their toes into what this whole world of Yoni is about. Um, I have 13 modules. So, we basically go through a module every month. Um, I do a live class and also... Uh, full moon meditations, new moon meditations, and lots of... So you basically chip away at it at your own pace. So there's like yoni egg yoga classes, there's meditations, there's womb healing, there's a whole module on uh, sex, money, and business, which, of course, you're featured in. Um, it's basically everything to do with awakening and tapping into your yoni. And I think that, you know, I, I wanted to give people an affordable price to to discover this kind of stuff because $40 a month not everyone can afford that, but it's it's something that's achievable even if it's just you want to pop in for a month to um, do a, a few of the masterclasses, like you said.
0: Yeah, definitely. No, I think that sounds amazing and so accessible. So, where can people find you online, Rosie? You can find me at
1: rosie.reese. that's R W E S. You can also find me at yoni underscore pleasure underscore palace. And the websites RosieRees dot com and YoniPleasurePalace dot com, and they'll have all the information for the Golden Yoni and Squat School.
0: Amazing, and all of those links will be in the episode notes. So if you're listening you can just head over to the notes and click on any of them. So thank you so much for joining me, Rosie. It's been such a pleasure to have this conversation. I really value your time and energy and sharing so openly about your journey because I know it's just so valuable for people to hear what, you know, how other women have done this and I'm really grateful. Oh, me too. Thank you so
1: much for giving me the opportunity to share about it, Alex. Thank you. Wow,
0: what a powerhouse woman. I told you, you were going to love this episode. Definitely, if you haven't already, go check out the Yoni Pleasure Palace. It is your one-stop pleasure shop. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I'm going to be running a money course again very soon. In fact, It'll be in about three or four weeks, depending when you're listening to this. And so if you want to get on the wait list and you want to get notified, head over to the link in my show notes and make sure that you do that. If you have enjoyed this episode, then I invite you to subscribe to the podcast. I release new episodes every Tuesday and they're all every bit as juicy as this one. And I'm going to be doing more episodes coming up with other business owners and amazing trailblazing women sharing their stories around sexuality, money, business, and all of that as their spiritual path. All right, sending you lots of love and I'll see you very soon.